Mystics. Hey, hey Mystics. Mystics. It's your girl, Andrea. And I'm Shelby Valentine. Welcome to Mystic Medicine, where we have conscious conversations around healing, expansion, and the messy reality of being human. This podcast supports your ascension, discussing everything spirituality, energetics, manifestation, shamanism, and so much more. Join our tribe of mystics in healing the collective and serving medicine, one One podcast podcast at at a time. time. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Mystic Medicine. This is your girl, Andrea. And Shelby Valentine. And today we have one of the most special guests ever, Maria Henning. She has been on here before, and you guys loved her human design episode. And today she is here to talk to us about the gene keys. Maria Henning, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. Yay. Thank you so much for having me back. It's always a pleasure to be here. So happy to happy to chat all things gene keys. Yay. So why don't we just dive right in? What are the gene keys and tell us anything and everything that comes through that you want to share? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I guess really quick before we jump in, if you haven't heard my episode, I'll just quickly introduce myself. My name is Maria. Uh, I'm a human design and gene keys teacher um, and coach and app creator. And I'm based in Boston, originally from Venezuela. And yeah, let's talk about what the heck human design and gene keys is. If you don't know what human design is, listen to our other episode. We're going to talk about gene keys today. And gene keys is the sister system to human design, essentially, or one of the sister systems. So human design took, you know, astrology, the I Ching, the chakra system, uh, and the Kabbalah tree of life and kind of put it together. And then the founder of gene keys, Richard Rudd, was a student of the human design and the I Ching before and kind of downloaded the separate system. So where human design is kind of giving you a blueprint of your energy and how your energy works. Gene Keys is more showing you like the gifts that lie within and also a little bit of the path that you're on. So I like to see human design as like the user manual to your car. And then Gene Keys is like MapQuest, you know, or like Google Maps or, you know, the little roadmaps that you're going to be taking. So uh, it's a little bit, um, yeah, it's a little bit of a combo, combo system. I love that. I love that explanation. That always makes so much sense for me when you're like, the human design chart is more just like how to use your car and the gene keys is like, here's a direct map for your life and your life purpose. So you have come up with an amazing system that makes gene keys so digestible. What is the system? How do you use it? How is it helpful? Why is it helpful? Yeah. So When I was studying human design and gene keys, I found that studying both together actually made, it like helped me understand one or the other, right? It's like studying human design on your own uh, is like a whole kind of like PhD, I like to say, and then human, and then gene keys on its own is like a whole other like PhD. But when you study them together, it actually helps you to understand each of the systems with, with more depth. But there was nowhere really out there who, there was nobody really out there who was combining both of those systems together in, in the form of like, a usable, you know, kind of like study tool. Um, there are people who teach it. There are courses out there. Very few of them. Most you'll find is just human design or just gene keys. Um, but there wasn't really like a study tool necessarily for either of these. So when I created this app, it's called the Cosmic Compendium. Compendium being uh, another word for encyclopedia or like a field guide or something like that. Really, the intention was to bring both of the systems together, actually include a little bit of their like mother system astrology as well to help people understand both. Uh, And then not only have all of the information together in one place, which didn't exist, uh, also make it uh, editable and like dynamic essentially. So uh, have you ever like, you know, 
like for example, like Shelby, you were saying that you have like had the Gene Keys book, like, you know, in your Amazon cart for a year. But if you've had like, you know, the Gene Keys book or the human design book and you're going through and you like see something in that book and you wish you could like just like clip that and like put it in like your phone notes or something like that. Or, you know, maybe a lot of people like annotate their books, right? You put like little post-it notes and then you're out with a friend and you're like, I wish I could like reference this post-it note of this like huge like breakthrough that I had, but I can't like reference it. Um, that was essentially the problem that I was trying to solve because the thing about these two systems is they're meant to be uh, lifelong kind of journeys, right? Human design is called an experiment and then Gene Keys is called a contemplation. And so you're meant to be engaging with the information over and over and over again. And so essentially with this app, you know, bringing the stuff into like the 21st century, the intention is whenever you're out doing something or if you're teaching, you know, in a class or taking notes for a course, all of it lives in one place. You can pull it up on your phone. You can have it on your computer. Uh, you never have to like be without, you know, this information again, essentially. And then if you ever are having like an insight, whether you're on like a plane ride or something like that, you can always record your insight as well. And you don't have to be lugging around like crazy books and things like that. So yeah, that's what the, the app is. And I like to call it a Wikipedia database journal hybrid because it's a wikipedia that is like your own that you can actually edit and journal into uh and has a bunch of data inside it which is why it's a database as well so yeah it's the cosmic compendium beautiful i wanted to ask you a few basic gene like human design gene key takeaway actionable items we love actionable items here so in the gene keys of course every single gene key is super super important but are there any gene keys or like specific sequences or specific things that you find everyone can look into and see what each of them is for them and how that affects their life? Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely really practical kind of like ways to approach the gene keys. So a quick kind of, again, like better explanation to what I was saying earlier. If we, if you want to know like exactly what we're looking at with the gene keys, with the gene keys, we're looking at the 64 gates of human design or the 64 hexagrams of the I Ching, which was the essentially kind of mother system, you know, one of the mother systems to human design. So um, essentially the, the, the teaching is we all have these 64 archetypes of energy within us, right? That was the original thing that came through with the I Ching. We have these 64 archetypes of human behavior and change, and they're a combination of ma uh, masculine and feminine energy human design was like, cool, now we're going to map that to, you know, the degrees of the Zodiac. And so then depending on the day that you're born, we can say what gate was activated. We now are calling these hexagrams gates. And then Gene Keys took that and was like, cool, love these gates, love these archetypes. How are you actually expressing them? Are you expressing them in a shadow or suffering energy? Are you expressing them in a gift or like a service energy, like being in service of this energy? Or are you expressing it in like a city, like surrender, enlightenment, you know, frequency? So this is kind of the, the you know, the, the uh, you know, family tree of how the Gene Keys came to be. And so all that, all that being said, my point with all of that is we all have the 64 Gene Keys within us. Um, mm. To your point, it's like we all have them. They're all important. But depending on where our, like, where our placements are, depending on where, what our chart looks like, human design or astrology, doesn't matter which one, it'll still tell you what, what Gene Key is there for you. Um, there are going to be some, some that are a little bit more important. And so the, essentially the one that I always go to and the one that I always start with is the most important one. So just, I mean, again, they're not the most important one, but it's the first one of all of the, of the whole sequences, right? Which the, the sequences are another teaching that we can get into if you want, uh, which is your conscious son, 
right? So I'm a Capricorn, so it's my Capricorn sun. I don't know your your astrology. You can tell me, and we can we can dive into it. But you know, if you were Libra, it's like your Libra sun or whatever. Uh, we're in Libra season right now, which is why I bring that up. Um, and so with what human design said is, okay, cool, you're a Capricorn sun, but like, what kind of Capricorn are you? There's six gates within each of the zodiac signs, and so you. But depending on the degrees of the astrology where your sun was, you'll know what gate is your conscious sun. The sun filters about 70% of the like energy field that is essentially activating our gates. So we can say that the sun is 70% of our energy. So it's a big fucking deal. And with the gene keys, the context of the gene keys is this is your life's work. This is what you're here to do everywhere, all of the time. You're here to do this, uh, the inner work of the shadow. You're here to do the outer work of expressing the gift. Uh, And it's essentially the first kind of trigger point along the activation sequence, which then is the first trigger point along the whole golden path, which that path is essentially a path to our enlightenment. So if you want to start anywhere, you would start at the beginning, (laughs) which is starting with your life's work key, looking at this like really big kind of dominating 70% of your energy, big time, like genius gift, you know, that is, um, yeah, the thing that you're here to do and master over the course of your life. I'm just curious, like, how would one find that like in very layman's terms for somebody yes. who doesn't yeah isn't, isn't a student of of human design great question so the place to go get your gene keys chart is just genekeys.com um once you get there you'll see a uh, um on the menu it says free profile you can either just go to genekeys.com and click on free profile or genekeys.com slash free dash profile that's the url that's going to get you there um, and then you just put in your birth information. So you're w- going to want to know your birth time. So exactly down to the minute, um, birth uh, city, and then birth date. Obviously, you know your birth date and where you were born. Um, birth time can be a little bit tricky. Um, if you don't know your birth time, start with noon. Um, but there's other ways to rectify and find your actual birth time. Um, you know, if you've exhausted all possibilities, like calling the hospital and trying to get your birth certificate from your mom or whatever, um, there are other ways to find birth time. But yeah, that's how you'd, that's how you'd find it. Um, and it'll say when you pull it up on Gene Keys, it'll say life's work. Um, and if it doesn't say that for any reason, if they changed it, it's essentially just the first, you're going to see like a diamond. Uh, it's the first, it's the point at the top. It's just the first circle that's there. Uh, and it'll have a number inside of it. So for example, mine is 54.2. So my life's work is Gene Key 54. The point two is it has another meaning, which we don't have to get into today because that's like <laughs> super intense. But those are the lines of human design. And then the Gene Keys, the lines uh, have a lot of meaning as well. So, yeah, that's how you'd find it. Does that answer your question? Yeah, thank you. Cool. What's your what's your astrology sun? Like what's your I'm a Leo sun. Leo sun. OK, cool. Yeah. So it, within like I was saying before, within you know the different the different zodiac signs, we have six different, you know, kind of sub archetypes of those zodiac signs. So depending on the day that you're born, you might be the conscious son of like the voice of the leader, or you might be the conscious son of the gate of commitment, you know, the, the, the super, you know, devoted energy. There's one, one of, one of the other Leo gates is about uh, memory and remembering. The other one is about like uh, being an amazing storyteller and like stimulating the minds of others. So there's lots of different um, archetypes within Leo that then we would be able to see, you know, what your exact like life's work is. And then the line is an even more specific like unit of measurement, so to speak, that would tell us like how you would express that life's work. So yeah, we get like really, really specific with the gene keys and human design. Awesome. That is fascinating. Yeah, it is. So if, if I were to find my life's work, what does one do? And I, I kind of like, know, but like, what does one do with that information? If, if someone were to pull their chart, 
see that maybe they're like not in their life's work or they're like, I don't know how mm-hmm. to execute on this. Yes. Um, what would you suggest as like a next step for someone who sees that and is like, oh, I don't think I'm in my life's work? Yeah. So the <laughs> there's a couple answers to this. The first one being like the teaching of the Gene Keys is essentially there's not really anything to do. It's mm-hmm. just a contemplation, right? You learn about this thing you get for the first time. Yeah. You get this like perspective, this new perspective on like, okay, what would it mean that my life's work, for example, for me is to transform the shadow of greed into the gift of aspiration? Because that's what the 54 frequencies are. Gate 54, the shadow is greed. The gift is aspiration. That's a really, you know, overall, it's like, there's nothing really actionable to do with that. For some people, those words might trigger immediate things, right? I would say that the word greed is really easily understood by the human lexicon or or the English lexicon rather. But there are other words in the Gene Keys that are just words that we don't use in the English language. And so that's when you really, even if you think you understand it or you don't understand it or whatever, you get to, everybody gets to read the book. If you want to understand what that Gene Key is, you get to read the book. Uh, because you you'll you think that you know what something means and then you actually read what that word stands for and it and it has a whole like wealth of meaning you know the words are just the tip of the icebergs I like to call them cheat codes which is the name of the programs that I'm running you know around surrounding the gene keys because these are just like the tippiest tip 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 of the iceberg of what that word means if you were to look at the shadow of greed and the gift of aspiration you would never guess that what that gene key is about is about uh, it's it's about essentially opening up your kundalini energy and becoming enlightened. <laughs> but you're like greed, aspiration. What the hell does that have to do with enlightenment, kundalini energy? Anyway, it all makes sense once you read like the whole transmission that came through for each gene key. Um, so what you would do, right, is you pull your chart, you look at the words, and you know notice any like things that are coming up ar- around it. You know, like like uh, Andrea, do you know your conscious son? It's gate twenty eight, and I've been. I've been like working through it and processing it for honestly, since we talked last. So it's been a while and I still have not moved on from trying to like fully and understand and embody my gate 28. I'm still confused. Okay. So Andrea, this, this is a perfect example, right? It's like you go to the gene keys, you look up your conscious son or you look up your life's work and it says the shadow of, of, uh, of purposelessness, the gift of totality. And you're like, what the fuck does totality mean? And then the city of immortality. And it's like, I don't even know what the fuck this means. Right. So this is a perfect example of like, I got to the gene keys. I really wanted to learn more and I'm fully stuck because I have no idea what the fuck these words mean. Right. So that's when, you know, again, the first step is like, okay, well, purposelessness is a little bit more understandable than totality and mortality. What is that bringing up for me? Like go learn about your purposelessness and see if you've felt purposeless in the past. And then you read the book and then the book is going to tell you a lot more information about what those gene keys means, or sorry, what those words mean about that gene key. And then from there, you are off and set off on your contemplation. Essentially, you're, you're like, you're ready to go. And it's like, okay, I don't know what this means, but I'm going to keep like thinking about this and you keep coming back to it and you keep coming back to it. Maybe you get a reading, maybe you read uh, Richard Rudd's other book on the 64 gene keys, which are his personal contemplations on the gene keys rather than just like the full transmission itself. That book is a little bit more understandable. It's called The 64 Ways. Maybe read about the gate of struggle, you know, which is gate 28. You read and learn about that from the human design perspective. Maybe you learn about Scorpio and what does Scorpio mean from a, from the astrological perspective? Why would gate 28 be Scorpio energy? Um, and you kind of just keep going down the rabbit hole. And that's literally the process of the gene keys. And that's why I made a whole app about it because it combines all the different things together and gives you a space to add all your contemplations over time because you're not going to get it the first time around. Um, 
and uh, yeah, you really aren't. It's, it's appealing it's, to me, the app. Sorry, that's super appealing to me. Having an yeah, app. yeah, good. I'm yeah. glad. <laughs> yes, you have to bring you solve a problem that is needed. <laughs> yeah, like, um, that have it in their purview and their aura, like they've been waiting to pull the trigger. But it's like you know that when you open it, it's like Pandora's box. Yes, literally, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's, uh, uh, I, I was kind of, my Aquarius rising was like, why are we not using modern technology for this? <laughs> like, I don't understand why there isn't an app like this and why, it, why, why isn't it all organized? You know, I'm, I'm a Capricorn stellium and like marine science major with, worked with a ton of data for many years. I'm like, let's put the shit in a spreadsheet. Like what, what, like what's happening. So anyway, yes, love, love the, love that you guys are excited about the app. It's, has many iterations to come, which is very exciting. And it's already doing so well, but yeah, so that's essentially what you would do, so to speak. Um, and, um, and what's your, do you know your profile, Andrea? I'm a one, three investigative martyr. Yeah. So you, you're a 28.1 life's work. So then you would contemplate alongside gate 28 or jinky 28. What does the line one life's work, you know, look like, and that would all together, you know, it's the, the, what what we're looking at with 28.1, for example, that is the container of your contemplation, essentially. And then within that, you just get to go nuts and just like have tons of fun. I'm like, what am I looking at? What could this mean? And blah, blah, blah. And talk about it with your friends and get on podcast episodes and listen to it. I actually talked to a friend of mine who has 28 on her podcast and we went really deep into that. So I would like send you that podcast or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's like, you would just go and, and look and see what that means. And as you continue to sit with this energy, you're going to start to unfurl it. It's going to start to unlock. And naturally, you're going to start pivoting into your actual life's work. You know, like that's what it's going to lead you to. And the process is quite mysterious. You're not really going to notice as it's happening. And eventually, you'll find yourself really aligned with the frequencies that your body was imprinted with on the day that you were born and 88 days before you were born. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is, A, no two people have the same gene key sequence, activation sequence. And then B, it's not even about just digesting and getting this information. It's so much deeper of like contemplating and sitting with it and, and really submersing yourself in the energy. And I've been working on all of this. It's all still very confusing. It very much is a PhD. Like, unless I could just devote my entire life to this, I don't think I'm fully understanding it even the tip of the iceberg, but it's so much more like every evolution of my life, this means something different. Every piece of my growth, gate 28 fluctuates for me. And one of the, it's a fear gate, right? So like my biggest fear is the fear of death. And so of course, mm -hmm. when I catch myself fearing death, I'm like, I'm in my shadow of gate 28, mm -hmm. but it like bounces off of other fears in other like shadows for other gates and it's all evolving and it's all changing and I feel like I can't catch up like part of me is like as soon as I like get this one piece of it it's already like moved on and I'm now in this different phase of my life yeah yeah it's a it's a continual unraveling process the funny thing is so so to go back to something that you were saying no not there's no um like nobody's gonna have the same full like gene keys golden path unless you're like twins that are born at the exact same time as somebody else but there there are only a certain number of combinations of the activation sequence because that's just the incarnation cross in human design um, and so there's only uh there's hang on let me do let me do some quick there's some quick math 64 <laughs> times three okay there's 192 incarnation crosses and then 
there's only 12 profiles, like one, three or two, four or whatever. And so when you do that math, that's like the set number of incarnation crosses that can exist. Like your, you know, what is it? The right, it's yours is the right angle cross of the unexpected 28 with as the leading gate. There's a one, three version of that. There's a one, four version of that. There's a two, four version of that. There's a two, five version of that and so on and so forth. So um, until you get to the left angle side. So anyway, there are actually a set number of like activation sequences, but beyond that, the G- the Venus sequence and the Pearl sequence, that is like very, per- very personal um, to each person. But yeah, anyway, to go, that's like a nerd, a nerdy thing uh, for me for understanding human design and gene keys and like the math of how it all works. But, uh, but to go back to what you were saying, it is a contemplation, an unraveling contemplation, right? Like like as you're saying, it's like you get one sort of insight around what gate 28 could mean for you. And then all of a sudden you're like on to the next thing. And, uh, you know, there's like another, the, the way that the profile works is it's kind of like a domino effect. Like you unlock one and then it unlocks the other. And then it just keeps kind of, you know, triggering the unlocking of all of these gene keys. Right. And it's a genetic unlocking and it's a gift unlocking. Essentially, you're kind of opening up all these like presents <laughs> as you go along uh, the different activation or the different uh, sequences within the gene keys. Can you explain what the incarnation? Yeah. The incarnation cross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, the incarnation cross in hum- is a human design term. And from the human design perspective, this is like your purpose that you're here to carry out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a combination of your conscious sun and earth. So the sun and the earth on the day that you're born. And then your unconscious sun and earth, the sun and the earth, uh, 88 days before you were born. And so because of the nature of like how circles work, <laughs> um, it makes a cross, right? Because the sun and the earth are always on opposite sides. Um, and then if you, so you have a sun on the earth on, you know, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing some things on video that you guys listening to me can't see, but this, <laughs> this picture, you know, the sun on the earth on the day that you're born are, are at the 12 o'clock and at the six o'clock, right? 88 days before you were born, that's a 90 degree turn, right? So you turn the circles and now you have another point on the nine o'clock and on the three o'clock. And so it makes a cross. And so that is essentially the incarnation cross that's like the four prime energies that are kind of carrying you out through this lifetime because those are the four most important placements. It's your sun and earth on the day that you're born and 88 days before you were born. Uh, And so the gene keys just takes the incarnation cross and makes it the activation sequence. And instead of it being this like purpose that you're going to carry out, it's like the unlocking of your four prime gifts. Uh, So just looks at it. It's still your purpose, but it just looks at it from a different perspective. Yeah. My mind is blown. Every time I'm like, that is amazing. I just want to like pull out my chart and go over it. And every time I do, I go down a very deep rabbit hole. Do you have any questions? This is like intense stuff. (laughs) I don't even fully understand. Yeah, I think it would be helpful to know like, should some, like if someone were embarking on this, would they, would you recommend people starting with astrology or starting with human design or starting with gene keys? Is there a progression? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it really is up to what's exciting to you. Like I have friends who have taken, you know, certifications hoping to become like the human design girl and then they just end up becoming like the astrology girl. You know, they just like love a thing more. I, and and that's actually me. Like I studied, I got a human design coaching certification to support me in my coaching. And that's when I ended up discovering the gene keys and the gene keys is kind of like what I'm mostly into. (laughs) You know, if I were to pick one over the other over human design, I just like gene keys better. Um, But I still love human design. It's just gene keys like is like what I like 
live, eat, breathe, like obsessed with. Um, so it's really up to what's most exciting to you. Like this is where the like cliche human design advice of like follow your strategy and authority comes in. It's like follow what lights you up if you're a generator, like what what lights your sacral. Um, you know, if you're a splenic individual, like what is your intuition telling you? You know, it's like what is correct for you. So just follow what feels good. Um, there really is no set path. And like I, I say, I find that a lot of people know about astrology more, right? It's just a more, more well-known um, because it's been around for thousands of years versus human design was channeled in 1987. And then Gene Keys was channeled in like night, like 2007. Like it's like very, these are a little bit earlier than that, like 2002 or something like that. So these are very like new systems. Um, so I just find that a lot of people know about astrology first and that's their like gateway drug into like human design and Gene Keys, but it's really up to what's most exciting to you. So if you want to know more about, you know, for the Gene Keys, for example, if you want to know more about like your four prime gifts and um, how, you know, your relationships are going to serve as a spiritual path and how business is going to serve as a spiritual path, that's a Gene Keys thing. If you want to know more about like how your energy works and like what your, what your uh, correct environment should be and how you should be eating and, uh, you know, things like that, that's a human design thing. And then for astrology, I'm not an astrologer, so I can't, I can't say too much about that but human but astrology talks a little bit more about you know where your legacy is going to lie and like like you know looking at the houses and in, in astrology or uh there's a lot of like um you can kind of see like karmic placements and um you know things like things like that are more of like an astrology thing uh so it really just depends on what you're into hmm. yeah. yeah thank you that makes sense yeah. Are there any specific placements in our chart that we should notice if we're trying to, let's say, like find where we need to heal or how we can evolve? Like any specific pl placements that you see that are like, if you look in this one place, this will show you your. Um, I think you talk about core wound in one mm -hmm. of like the episodes, or like. Um, there's a few there's a few different ones so which ones would you recommend for people who are trying to like heal something mm. or heal themselves or, or work through their healing yeah um all of it is all of it is a healing journey for sure all of it's going to teach you a lot um uh, but yeah the 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 kind of big obvious one for sure would be the core wound placement that you're talking about this is the position of Mars 88 days before you're born or rather your unconscious Mars um in the human design languaging um, so yeah, this is, this is the kind of biggest, most like mortifying, deepest wound that we all carry. Uh, and looking at that shadow is going to explain a lot around the kind of pain that maybe you've had or experiences that you've had or things that have felt difficult or challenging before. Um, and then the whole kind of purpose of that is you then become the wounded healer, right? If you are the person that has gone through the like valley of darkness, as I like to call it, like through healing that core wound, then you are then the most uh, qualified person to teach on that core wound, so to speak, or to, to help people with that, that energy. So I like to talk about um, uh, something that I don't hear a lot of people talking about, but uh, do you find it interesting that like most fitness influencers have had eating disorders? Yeah, yeah. it's interesting, right? Um, and it makes you kind of take pause and maybe question some things, but then you look further at that and you're like, well, right. The person who is th this obsessed with fitness and this like passionate about people having like a good relationship with food, they are the person who suffered the most with their relationship with food. They are the person who suffered the most with their relationship with their body. And now they've come out on the other side and they're like, here's like all the things I learned 
hopefully you don't like experience this shit that I experienced too. Or if you are, which we can, cause we can never save people from their own Valley of darkness. If you are, here's like all the things that I learned that are going to help you to get through this, right? They're the most qualified people. I mean, I wouldn't say that like fitness influencers are the most qualified people to teach on eating disorders, but you get what I'm saying from a personal, from a a personal, (laughs) from their personal journey, right? They would be the most like, cause they've experienced it the most. Obviously I'm not, you know, you know, nutritionist and whatever. That's a whole, it's a whole other thing. But again, probably most nutritionists have had a deal with food. They've had things that didn't work out with food. A lot of doctors are people that have been incredibly sick in their life. You know what I mean? So um, um, anyway, so for, for each of us, it's like our core wound. We become then the person most qualified to, you know, most is a strong word, but it's like, just like we become the person who has the most to say or has a really intense experience and a lot of wisdom around kind of going through this challenging process. And similarly, there's a, there's a placement like that in astrology, which is the Chiron placement. Chiron is literally called the wounded healer. So looking at where your Chiron is, is also going to give you a very, it's, a, it's like almost exactly the same as the core wound uh, in Gene Keys. So yeah, I would look at those two placements um, if you were to look at something that you want to heal. Can I be nosy and ask what your core wound is? Yeah, of course. It's a 44.3. So Gene Key 44 is called karmic relationships. The shadow is interference. So like the problem in relationships, essentially, uh, the gift is teamwork. So when relationships really work and you're like equal, uh, and then the city is synarchy where everyone is equal and we are all one, all of the relationships are healed. And so there's like no hierarchy left to like, you know, deal with. Uh, and then the line three uh, vocation or you know, core wound and vocation is the same thing, right? Core wound is how we look at it in the Venus sequence. And then vocation is the next path, which is looking at the pearl sequence, which is looking at, okay, now this core wound has become your biggest talent. Um, So the line three vocation is strategy genius or the implementer. So you can see how everything that I do is about how do you implement human design and gene keys and let's make an app so we can actually put the shit in practice. And I teach in a really practical way because that's what the line three likes to do is actually put it into practice and actually, um, yeah be really it it wants to be really applicable so yeah i'm the implementer of teamwork or the strategy genius of teamwork is what you could say and if you've heard me talk about it in other podcasts before or other places before i like to talk about how teamwork is the most boring word out of all of the genies (laughs) there are so many other cool words and then you get to 44 and it's like teamwork but anyway now that i now i have a better relationship with it (laughs) yeah can you explain the relationship between the shadow, the gift, and the CD, and how the energy flows through that. Yeah, yeah, um, it's actually pretty simple, um, which is which is helpful because the tinkies can be really complicated. But essentially, the shadow frequencies is just showing you any time where you're in a victim consciousness. If you look through the jinkies, you'll see that each of the shadows has a victim theme that goes along with it. Um, so actually, I'm forgetting the I'm forgetting the the Jinky 44 victim theme. But for example, for 54, my conscious son, the shadow is greed, and it's being a victim of drive or a lack of drive, you know. And so that's really applicable. It's like, cool. What am I being a victim of right now? What do I think I'm like, you know, in victim consciousness about? And it's a suffering frequency. It's it's about it's you're suffering because you're pretending like you're a victim. You're giving your power away. Whatever, all the all the like cliche things. But it's like you really feel. Like you can't do anything. You really feel disempowered, right? And so that's a suffering state. 
so the the jump from shadow to gift is a release of victimhood. You have to stop mm-hmm. pretending you're a victim. You have to stop pretending like you don't have all these gifts inside you and that you only have shadows, right? Um, and so whenever you release victimhood, you can step into a gift frequency. The reason it's called gift is because the gift is the path from the shadow to the city, to enlightenment. Along the path from a shitty place to an enlightened place, you're going to find a lot of gifts. And the purpose of those gifts is not only to receive them, but also to give them away. And so the gift frequency is about human genius and like service. Um, a lot essentially like all all underneath the the gene keys teachings are this teaching of service like it's like prosperity is like rooted in service genius is rooted in service opening your heart is rooted in service um and so the and the gifts which is like where we want to live most of the time is rooted in service so going from the shadow to the gift requires a release of victimhood and then going from the shadow to the city, the city is a service frequency or a surrender frequency. So we've ha- we have the three S's, right? Suffering, service, and surrender. What are we surrendering in the city? We're surrendering the gift, right? We're not like egotistically holding on to this and being like, look how cool I am with this like gift that I have, right? We're surrendering it fully, which also goes along with a surrender of the ego. So this is like, if you've ever heard the term like ego death, right? That's like kind of what we're talking about here with, with, with the cities. Anytime you get to the cities or talk about the cities or read about the cities, it's like this kind of place where time doesn't exist. You don't identify with yourself as like a body anymore. And you're just like fully connected to like all of consciousness, right? I'm sure you've had experiences in meditation where you just have a moment where you're like, we're all one. Like it, it is really true. Like I feel connected to everything. Like that's like the realm of the cities, right? Um, and so anytime you get there, it's like a surrender kind of pretty, you know, intense frequency. So all that being said, you don't want to pressure yourself to be in city frequency all the time because you need to identify with Andrea as a human because she needs to eat and pay her bills. Right. And so we can't just always be in like full on ego death mode. Um, but having those in mind can be really helpful to know kind of like what's always there awaiting you. This like a lot of the ways that the cities are described are like an afterglow or like a reward after doing all this work or like this like essence that you always have within or they call it like a perfume, like this perfume that's always around you. Um, and so the more that you spend time in your gift, the more that, that starts to unlock. Um, so yeah, going from victimhood to service to fully surrendering is the kind of jump from shadow gift to city. That was a whole lot. How, how long have you been studying the Gene Keys and like human design in general? Yeah, pretty intensely for the last two years is when I started doing like any sort of like formal training, but I was studying uh, before that on my own, like self-study and, and learning that. So three three years it doesn't seem like too much of a time but when you consider that during that time it's like we were in the pandemic and then that's all I did in my business it's like and I worked with like dozens of clients and have created like hundreds of hours of like content around all this stuff it, it actually ends up adding to a lot of hours um, of study of just that, that's it you know just for the past like couple of years so I'm almost at my undergrad degree of four years of studying human design and gene keys wow. <laughs> That's amazing. It is amazing. What kind of work do you do one-on-one with clients? Like what are some things that people come to you with? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The the simplest thing that I did for a while that I don't offer anymore, but I have somebody on my team that does it is just readings. So, you know, like for example, like you Shelby, it's like, okay, you give me your birth time and I'm like, cool, I'm going to walk you through like your activation sequence. Like here's the type of Leo life's work that you are or whatnot. Um, so those are like one-time sessions and, and it leaves people with a lot more clarity as to what this thing means or like, you know, for Andrea, like we could translate what the fuck like totality means and like how it pairs to the gift of selflessness, like over in 27, which is its pairing partner or whatever. 
Um, and then overall, other than that, I essentially just see myself as like a as a life, spiritual, and business coach through the lens of human design and gene keys because we can do any sort of life's work or life's co- life coaching work using your using your gene keys and human design. So I have clients that were talking about their relationship with their mom or uh, their relationship to their health or like the things that they want to manifest or whatnot. Um, when it comes to spiritual growth, we're talking about how do we release shadows to give to cities? How do we get to, uh, you know, your prime gifts and, uh, and all that good stuff. And then on the business coaching side, it's like, cool, like, let's look at the really practical elements of like how to create content as a generator or, you know, let's how to use your vocation, uh, you know, in, in your product suite or things like that. So um, I do, yeah, I do that one-on-one and then I have group programs as well that I do that I do that with clients with. Is there anything else that you really want to share about the Gene Keys or anything that you feel called to deliver? Yeah, it's, um, I'll, I'll, I'll just say this. It's, you know, let it, let it be something that, that like essentially like comes to you, I guess, maybe not comes to you, but don't try to force it. Um, you know, like if the cart, if the book's been sitting in your cart for like a year on Amazon, you know, it's like, don't like, you know, force yourself to like buy it after this episode if you genuinely like don't feel called to them like it's a really fun and kind of like feminine contemplation but it's also a lot of information too so just be really gentle with yourself like have have a lot of fun with it you don't need to understand it all in one go (laughs) you know it doesn't need to you know there's no right way to do any of this and so just let it be let it be what it's going to be for you and let it be fun and let it be easy Um, and then the last thing with that is don't get so caught up in the shadows. So a lot of us use the gene keys as like a weapon and we like use it to like self-flagellate and like, look how bad I am with these, like all these like horrible shadows. Um, and that's just not at all what the gene keys is about. And it's, and if you're doing that to other people, like, oh, like you have this shadow, you know, like, oh, like Andrea, you're stuck in purposelessness again. Again, that's not like the purpose of the Mm -hmm. gene keys are not here to be a weapon. So hold yourself really high to those gifts and really be present to the fact that you have all these gifts inside of you and like they're beautiful and they're amazing and like they're just as easily accessible to you as the shadow. So why don't we just choose the gift instead? Um, so yeah, let it be fun and stay focused on the gift. That's what I would say when it comes to the GPs. That's really good advice. I think that something I think about a lot is the over-identification with like labels and boxes and systems And it's like, if we're talking about enlightenment, like you said, when you get to that place, it's like Shelby doesn't exist anymore. And like, if that's what we're going toward, then we can't really get stuck in the over-identification with like all of the potential labels and boxes that we can put ourselves in. Exactly. Yeah. And, and uh, you'll hear the founder of Gene Keys talk about this a lot where he's like, sometimes I think we should just throw the profile away and just contemplate, you know, all 64 Gene Keys and you just have fun kind of working through that. There's many Gene Keys that I've contemplated that I don't even have anywhere in my chart and they have led to like big breakthroughs, like in my understanding, like speaking of Leo Gates, one of the, one of the gates I was talking about is all about commitment. And because I was doing a reading for a client who this was her conscious son it got me into a really deep contemplation on the gate of commitment and it led to the ending of my last relationship because it was just so clear that commitment like wasn't there, you know? Um, and like what I actually wanted was commitment. <laughs> um, and so, and I don't even, and again, I don't even have this gene key. So yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, we can't, yeah, we can't over-identify as, as you're saying. And it's, and it's fun to learn about it first and be like, cool, like this is my life's work. And it's like, just let it be yeah, let it be fun. Let it, let it, let yourself be drawn to the things that you're drawn to because there's no right or wrong way to do it. So yeah, I love that. Hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that perspective. Yeah. yeah. 
because I think it can be exciting you know it's like when people like introduce themselves they like list a lot of times in my in my world they'll like they'll just like list off all their like labels Mm -hmm. in Sedona yeah in Sedona and just like in my world yeah Mm -hmm. like MG like 6'2 like Jinky like like caps on like and like that's cool I I like this stuff a lot yeah but then once I got that other perspective of like you know that's literally you know it's not like it's bad but it is all ego right like it's all ego wanting us wanting to make sense of our of who Shelby is which is helpful it's like a very helpful step but I think that like beyond that it's like well if we're going toward egolessness then like Mm -hmm. most labels have to like soften and Mm, die completely detach Yeah. yeah so Maria what would your response be to someone saying like I'm ready to fully detach from the jinkies, the human design, the astro chart. Like, how can you use these as tools to get to a place of enlightenment? Mm. Surrender, full surrender. Mm. Yeah, not a not a difficult question at all. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we're diving deep. I love it. Yeah, it's like it's. Um, I like the word. I like the way my friend Christina talks about things. She has like a certain phrase where she's like what is the way that she talks about it? She's like, I, I hold it like open-handedly kind of like, am I holding onto this open-handedly? Um, the, these are just meant to be, here's what I'll say about this. Any of these systems, like even if you did disc and Myers-Briggs and Enneagram and you did your human design and your astrology and your gene keys and your numerology, it's like, and you did all of the personality tests and all of the spiritual systems that existed out there, you put them all together none of that could ever like encapsulate the like magnificence that is a human being, you know what I mean? And like our soul, you know? Um, And so just the way that I like to see it is they're just pieces of the puzzle and the puzzle is like infinite, you know? And so the more that we can kind of like, it's great to find all these tools and like add to our puzzle piece of like who we are, but you know, the puzzle is like ever growing and ever expanding and it connects to everybody else's puzzle too. And it's not (laughs) just in three dimensions, it's in like many dimensions. And so it's just a game. (laughs) It's just a game of self-discovery. And, you know, it's just all of these tools, I believe were given to us so that we could learn more about ourselves and none of them hold any more weight over the other, you know? So just like have fun collecting them and then like but don't like you're saying, Shelby, like don't over identify with them. Let them let them be whatever they're going to be. And if it's just going to be that you listen to one gene key audio in your life and that was life changing, let it be. Like don't you don't have to keep, you know, trying to do the thing right or add to your collection of who you are and whatnot. So yeah, that's like a that's the best answer I think I could give to your very loaded question. <laughs> really good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's a really good perspective. <laughs> that's really good. Even for myself, I feel like I'm stuck in that like identifying and understanding and like processing my gene keys yeah. and like really getting to know them and it's it's almost to the point where I'm like fuck it I'm so frustrated with it I don't want to know about it anymore oh, yeah. but it's so good like I come back to it because it really does help me it helps me process it and then at the other end getting to the point of like yeah right I don't have all of these or I do have all the 64 gene keys and like my oneness with humanity but my chart doesn't show all of them and I can still find so much value in mm. the cities and the gifts and like seeing them in other people when at the end of the day it's all energy and it's all an energy exchange and it's like yeah as long as we're as long as we're in flow it'll be good 
but yeah. the over-identification has been a slippery slope for me. So thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm the same. That's why I know about it. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I've just been there, like, in such a real way. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's really, I mean, what you guys are talking about is really that jump from, like, gift to city, right? It's that, like, releasing of it. It's the surrender of it. And, and it's not an easy process, right? The way that Richard talks about it is, like, yeah, you're, you're going to give up the gift you worked so hard to get, you know, you trudged through the shadow and you like got this gift and now you're being asked to like surrender it and like stop identifying with it anymore. So it's definitely not easy. Um, but on like a more kind of like practical note and like the way that I approach this stuff is, um, one of the ways that, that I find it easy to contemplate the gene keys is just to know what's happening astrologically, right? So what season we're in. So like Libra, you know, it could, it could be helpful to just what are the Libra grades? Which one am I interested in? Or like when there's a full moon or a new moon or any moon transit or something like that, just kind of knowing like where the gene keys are that are being activated. Like that's just a way that I at least just have it like present, like all the time as I'm, I know the gene keys that we're traversing through right now. Um, and, and I'm, and some of them I have in my chart, like for example, 57 is a Libra gate. That's my unconscious son. So that's my design date. My design date is coming up soon, <laughs> you know? And so those are interesting. That's an interesting contemplation for me. Um, so yeah, it's just a way, just any way that you can kind of find um, the gene keys to be a really natural and like chill part of your life, you know, like, that's just, that's the way to work with them. If you want to spend time really intensely looking at your sequences and trying to go through it in order, like, and that's your journey, go for it. I was told by a psychic one time that that's like my spiritual path. It's like being really intense about like how I want to do things. And I could definitely relate to that. Um, but other times it's just like, I don't even want to look at this right now. I'm just kind of content just to contemplate like as, as days go by or, as I see an experience and it reminds me of a gene key and it triggers me to go read about it, then I'm just going to let it be that, you know? So there's no, again, I keep saying like, there's no pressure or right or wrong way of doing it, but there really is no right or wrong way of doing it. So you can't, you can't lose. You're already winning just by knowing about knowing that this system even exists. You're already like a fucking winner in my opinion. Cause like we're way ahead. <laughs> we have so many more tools and like the vast majority of the population just by knowing that gene keys and human design and astrology are like things. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all of this and bringing the importance of the gene keys in. If people wanted to know more about the gene keys, what are some actionable, tangible take-home items? So like, where can they find you? Where can they learn more? And then, like we said, as a reminder, starting with your conscious son is a really good place to start for contemplating these. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so where you can find me is on Instagram at by Maria Henning. And I post quite a bit about the Gene Keys over there and uh, about each of the 64 or like the Gene Keys teachings themselves. So lots to do over there. And I do have a whole introductory program on it called Keys to Genius, which walks you through the three sequences and all of that so that you can find in the link in my bio, which is just linktree slash Maria Henning. Um, and what was your other, you asked me one more question. <laughs> learn more about the gene keys yeah um so like i was saying i run some programs on on the gene keys but if you want to go to the source which is also highly recommended go just go to genekeys.com or follow gene keys themselves on instagram uh and richard rudd the founder of the gene keys is alive and he is on clubhouse and he is very active so go follow them on clubhouse they also do a lot of lives on youtube and they do they run a lot of programs and retreats and things like that as well so yeah gene keys just follow them, jinkies.com, go check them out. Or if you want to learn from me, Maria Henning, by Maria Henning, all that will get you to all my jinky stuff. 
he he channeled this text is it clear where he channeled it from who he's connected to like a lineage like what yeah that he shares around that not that I've seen no whenever he talks about the experience which you know I've I've listened to his story like not like a million times so I'm not going to be like the bearer of his story um (laughs) but he just talks about how he was a student of the I Ching first so the 64 Mm -hmm. hexagrams and then he found Ra who's the founder of human design and he was like wow like this guy mapped the the hexagrams to the degrees in the zodiac and put them on the body. What's that about? Go went and learned, you know, from Ra, uh, and then from his own spiritual experiences as a, as a young student before even learning about Ra, and then experiences afterwards, he came to yeah to channel uh, to channel the the gene keys. So I don't know exactly if he's ever spoken about um, you know where or who it comes from. I know one of his like spiritual experiences was with like a saint of the Catholic church um but i don't think that that was like a gene key (laughs) like i don't think he was the one who gave him the gene keys because that was not the context of where i read him telling about that story he didn't mention that at all so yeah but good question um i i don't know i'd be curious to learn more about how he uh channeled it yeah Yeah. thank you so much this was really helpful yeah i feel much less intimidated and pretty interested Good. Okay, good. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad it feels less intimidating. It's really a fun system. And it was a pleasure. I know we dove into a lot of like deep, like super in depth things. So, um, you know, (laughs) hopefully it was still practical. (laughs) Yay. Well, thank you so much, Maria. I hope you have a good day. Yeah, you too. Thank you guys so much for having me. And thank you for listening. (laughs) Yes, Yes. thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us for another medicine journey. Be sure to follow the podcast so you never miss an episode and share and tag us on Instagram at Mystic Medicine Tribe. If you loved this podcast, we invite you to leave us a review. Okay, Mystic, go serve your medicine.